Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Lachelle Atkins. Lachelle Atkins is known to the world as America's Supermom. Welcome to the show, Lachelle. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Gigi. I am so excited to be here today and see what we can create. Likewise, I'm excited and honored to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you're from? I'm actually from Georgia, and um, I am the mother of 15 children, hence the name America Supermom. I am currently a lifestyle designer. I help women empower themselves to transform their mindset and limiting beliefs to have a life that they desire. And I'm an inspirational speaker, an author, and a podcast host. That is amazing. Now, is that all intertwined with your company, Lachelle Adkins? Uh, actually, it's with America Supermom. So it's all under that brand. Yes. I love it. Now, tell mm-hmm. us more about how you overcame depression. Yeah. So my story begins where I was raised as an only child. So I didn't have any siblings. And as I stated earlier, I now am the mother of 15. So my husband and I had 13 children together. And two of them are my stepchildren. And I was always on this path of being a high achiever, you know, gifted classes and, you know, very strong work ethic. Um, My mom was one of 12. And so education was what she really instilled in me uh, in order to have a quote unquote good life and uh, have that um, all those bells and whistles that you work for. So met my husband in college. And so my degree was in marketing. And um, when we started having children, I wanted to stay home. I remember being a kid and my mom not being able to go on field trips or class parties because she had to work. And so when that uh, opportunity came for me as being a parent, I just remembered that I wanted to be there for my kids. So I wanted to stay home, didn't have an example. All my friends, colleagues were on that career path. So staying home was something that was completely foreign. And I really struggled with that journey because uh, my first response was to take that same work ethic to academics to being a homemaker. And it was a recipe for disaster because I was people pleasing, I was exhausted trying to physically do everything myself and um, just not fulfilled, right? I mean, it was just a life where uh, I was constantly reminding myself that I was a failure because I would have this checklist every day. And needless to say, with uh, a large number of children, you're not going to get everything done on that list. And so that's how the depression began. And it continued over a period of 13 years. And during that time, I was hospitalized three times. And after my last hospitalization, I just said, you know, uh, I'm the common denominator. I can't keep blaming my kids because not even all of them were born during some of these hospitalizations. And I can't blame my husband. I have to look in the mirror and say, what am I doing to perpetuate the cycle? So it was during that time that I got off social media, stopped watching the news, and really went inward to create my own strategy to overcome depression and maintain a life depression free. So that strategy was the fresh 
START strategy, which is an acronym that we can get into later. But that uh, is the basis for me coaching women now and empowering them to uh, be the best version of themselves. That is amazing. Tell us more about your Fresh Start principles. All right. So they are five pillars, I feel, that really were pivotal in me overcoming that victim mindset. You know, I was wearing being a victim on my shoulder like it was a badge, okay, of honor. So everything was like, woe is me. I was hospitalized and all this different stuff. And, you know, it just wasn't serving me. Um, so the strategy begins with um, fear. And so fear, using your fears fuels the first principle. And for me, I was afraid that I was going to repeat this cycle again and be hospitalized for a fourth time. And it was that realization that I said, you know, I've got to do something about this. I can't keep blaming my husband and kids. I need to really dive in and see what is the common denominator? What are my triggers? What is it that is going on that's perpetuating this cycle? So the thing that I was most afraid of, I had to face it in order to come up with a strategy to help me overcome it. The next pillar is reframing your past. So for me, it didn't really serve me being a high achiever, honor roll, gifted student, having a degree in college, and then being a failure in life or dealing with this depression. So I had to come up with a reframe that was in alignment with my values and who I was. And so this to me was very important to be able to figure out what were the principles that I need to practice on a regular basis to maintain a life that was depression-free. Because many times I find that people, when they figure out where they want to go, they just turn their back on their past. You know, they want to hide it in the closet, like the term, you know, don't be mindful of people's skeletons in their closet because we just want to pretend hey, that happened, but it just is a standalone story that nobody has to know about if we don't talk about it. Well, for me, I just said, you know, that's not going to serve me because I wanted to be able to recognize that if it wasn't for that past, I wouldn't be where I was today. But how was I going to marry the two in a way that was going to empower me to be a blessing to my family and to other people? And so that's where the reframe was, really figuring out what are the things that I need to practice on a regular basis and teach other people so that they can avoid the pitfalls that I had. The next pillar is to envision your success. So when I currently got out of the hospital in 2016, um, my life, the way I wanted it, didn't look the way that it was at that time. You know, it was a lot of pain around, you know, my family seeing me in a certain light and me just really not wanting to embrace that person anymore. You know, I was not into people pleasing and not having boundaries and all that anymore. And so it was a challenge. And so I had to really dive down into vision boards and creating this vision of where I was going in spite of my current situation. So I got into vision boards, used them as screensavers for my phone, 
plastered them around my office and bedroom so that I can begin to create that um, life that I wanted for myself. The next uh, pillar was um, a support group and tribe. So this was key because in the past, when I was dealing with my hospitalizations, it was like a cycle, you know, it was like, oh, there's this, this great honeymoon period. Everybody recognizes that there's limits, there's boundaries, everyone's getting along. And then it's just a matter of time before you just go back into the same cycle that doesn't serve you. And so this last time I was like, this is not happening. So I created a support group of people who saw me where I was currently and where I wanted to go. So I would dive a lot of my time into being around them so that I can continue to evolve and grow without trying to have the burden of pulling my family along with me. Because the next pillar is healing. And I learned that everyone heals at different times. So I always tell my kids, it took me 46 years to have my aha and come to grips with my own depression. So what makes me think that they're going to change in like two months, a year, two years, or however long it may take them? So the support group really gave me a foundation to continue to evolve and grow and give them the space to heal at a time that is comfortable for them. And I'm able to have the empathy and compassion uh, with them for them to do that. And so that's the elements of the fresh start. That is amazing. Now you're known to the world as America's super mom. Tell us more about your experience as a mother. Yeah. You know, I really enjoy being able to have um, memories with my children. You know, I like being able to create experiences and just things that we do. You know, uh, I have pretty much embraced my children as a part of my life, you know, from going to the grocery store with all of them. You know, I mean, there have been so many times I'd take them a trail of kids and they're like, do you have a daycare or you know, I hate to be nosy, but I'm hearing all of them call you mom. Is this true? Are these all your kids? Because I have always had a past of embracing having my kids be with me at all times. Um, the difference, though, is that I put them in their needs first and everybody else and didn't really do much self-care. And so now it's... Um, a transition to where now I am taking care of self and they are coming along with me, but I'm just a totally different person. You know, I'm able to recognize what my limits are, you know, how much sleep I need. Um, I just really have a good understanding of who I am. And I felt before that I had to put certain parts of my life on hold being a mom. You know, I couldn't really have a career. That was something that I can only do part-time or because, um, you know, I've been in different businesses, Mary Kay and um, Legal Shield or different things like that. But it's like, um, you know, I just could dream only so far because I wanted to be with my kids. And now with being America's super mom, it's like, you know, it's part of my brand. It's who I am. And the thing about it that's so funny is 
I purposely have that name so that I can embrace being a mom and that being a part of my story. And that's the thing that people always say. So what, how did you get the title America Supermom? You know, and they're able to see me, uh, you know, amongst my children. And I think that really is a blessing. Amen. That is wonderful. I love it. Now, tell us more about the projects that you're currently working on, Michelle. Yeah, so I really am passionate about mental wellness. Um, one of the things that I have going on right now is just a simple SMILE movement. Um, and that is an acronym as well. And SMILE reminds me and other people to check in with themselves and their mental wellness. So in each of the times that I was hospitalized, I didn't really see the signs. My husband sought intervention for me because I was so busy people pleasing, checking things off my list like autopilot and or robotic, whatever way you may want to think it. And um, I didn't really check in with myself. I really didn't know really who I was. I had lost myself. So SMILE is an acronym for five areas that I think are pivotal with people understanding some of the signs that can lead you into a downward spiral of depression. The first element is um, sleep, you know, making sure that you're getting enough sleep. The next one is your mood. How has your mood been over the past three, four days? Your inner voice is next. So what are you telling yourself? How are you comparing yourself to other people? Or what are you just even saying to yourself? The next one is laughter. When is the last time you have laughed, you know? Uh, there were periods with me raising my children. I just didn't have time to laugh. That's what I thought. It's like, look, it's we got to be serious. We got work to do. My husband was working all the time. I would be with the kids. And so there was not that element of having fun sometimes unless it was scheduled, right? And then the next letter is E and that's energy. So really being able to monitor your energy in these different levels uh, to make sure that you are in a good space mentally. And so any of these areas, as they begin to um, kind of not be in alignment, you know, these are good ways that you can kind of begin to check in with yourself mentally and um, make sure that you're doing uh, certain things. So with that being the case, I'm just very passionate about uh, raising the awareness of depression. I feel that I'm fortunate. I'm not on any medicine or anything. I was only medicated while I was hospitalized. But a lot of people don't really have the tools to cope with some of these hard things that life brings our way. And depression is something that ends up being um, a symptom of that, you know, and we kind of medicate it. And, you know, we just don't have other avenues to cope, which can lead to that. So I'm very passionate about speaking engagements. I'm uh, speaking this weekend at a parenting uh, conference, um, any platform where I could share my story to help people break down the walls that we build to hide behind and don't serve us. I'm all about tearing those down. So I am a coach. I do group coaching as well as individual and uh, also a podcast. I have that in order to share uh, insights with business owners, women, men, 
you name it, just so they can continue to do the work necessary to be a better version of themselves. I love it. Now, what would you say is the most difficult challenge that you've had to face in your life? Uh, that would be pretty much uh, admitting that I needed help. <laughs> because, you know, I was raised, like I said, a high achiever. So to me, you know, you would have all the answers. It was very competitive. You know, there you got to get an A, right? You can't get an 89. It's got to be 90 or whatever the chart was at that time. And, you know, it was competitive. You know, it's weak if you can't perform. And so being raised in that environment for, you know, what, 20 something years and then having to transition to ask for help, it was like, you know, there was something wrong with me if I needed help. So the hardest challenge was to admit that I'm not an island. I can't do this alone. And ever since I've learned that lesson, I have not looked back because, you know, doors have opened for so many opportunities to do even more when you see that you're asking for help than what you can accomplish by yourself. Very powerful. Now tell us how important it is to shift your victim mindset to a victor mindset. So true. Because when you're a victim, you have no power. You know, you are just blaming this person, blaming this circumstance, you know, been there, done that. And it's not until you recognize that, you know, it's not serving you being a victim. You know, in my case, it was like, you know, who wants to be around somebody talking about how they were victimized? You know, it just is not, a, the energy is negative and it's disempowering, but you love to be around people who had a challenge. They talk about how they overcame it and how it is impacted them in such a way that they want to go back and help other people. They don't want them to fall into that same trap. And so I just began to realize that I could clear a room when I was talking about being a victim. It's like, oh, you got an audience. Next thing you know, everybody's out the room, you know, but people come in the room when they're saying, what? You went through that and you did this because, you know, uh, it's all about being able to be vulnerable and transparent and share the things that you're going through because people ha would have no idea if you don't tell them. But when you get to the victor, you're able to reframe that story in a way that serves you and in a way that includes people of all different uh, walks of life because they realize, man, I may not have been depressed, but I did go through that victim mindset about some trauma I experienced or whatever, if that makes sense. Yes, ma'am. It does make sense. Mm -hmm. Now, was there a time in your life journey where you experienced an aha moment? Absolutely. And that was when I said, hey, I'm the common denominator in this hospitalization. OK, I can't blame anybody because at the end of the day, I'm the only one taken out of the home. OK, <laughs> so that definitely was an aha. And then it was the, the last piece of asking for help. You know, I come from a Christian background. Uh, in a sense of, you know, since I've had children and in my uh, college life was when I really got saved. But um, that belief is so strong that, you know, that's really what 
makes it through a day for me is prayer and reading the Bible. But I just had this thought from the Lord one day and uh, he was saying how, you know, you believe in Jesus. You believe he saved the world. Nobody could do what he did. He was the greatest of all time. And he had 12 disciples. So what makes you think you can do it by yourself? So with that, aha, I was like, okay, I'm quiet. I can get all the help I need right now because I now recognize that. And it's not about being the person that does these things. This really was the thing that helped me get over my ego, right? Because when you're raised to be a high achiever, you do get a lot of ego about being the best because it's all about competition, you know? And um, I just have learned that you can, it just doesn't serve you to always try to get credit for stuff or, you know, you have to be the one that did this and did that because the more you're able to be personal and approachable, the more things you can accomplish because people will want to work with you. Wow. Very powerful. Now tell us about what gives you happiness in your life. I think just the ability to be my true self. You know, when I was battling with depression, my husband is also a pastor. He also was an officer in the military. So we had several different um, platforms to where he served as a leader. So with that pressure that I put on myself, I just take accountability um, was that I felt like I had to wear a different mask, you know, so much that I couldn't relax. You know, it was like, oh, am I saying the right thing? Am I dressed right? You know, and so you're feeling like you have to do everything right. So it's a mask here, a mask there, so much that I didn't even realize who I was. And so now I'm like, hey, I'm done with these masks. I'm just my authentic self. And then these masks come back with the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> now they're on the outside, okay? So, um, but I just say, you know, just being able to be me, you know, whatever it is, you know, whether I have dishes in the sink or my desk is a mess, you know, really being able to own that and be comfortable. I mean, that is just the best for me. Very powerful. No more masks. No more masks. <laughs> That's more. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? You got to know who you are. You know, what is it that really you're passionate about? You know, because you're going to find that in your job, like vocation, whatever you do, there's going to be elements to where you're going to have to seek counsel, advice from other people. You're going to watch other people doing things. You're going to figure out what works for them, how you can tweak it for you. But you want to make sure you're tweaking the right thing. You know, if you don't really know who you are, you don't know how to determine the difference between the two. Is this something that is them or is this the principle that they use? Because you will just be following everything if you don't know who you are. That's the first thing. The second thing is uh, realizing that you don't know everything. <laughs> Asking <laughs> for help. You know, people are there to help you in more ways than you can imagine. So having the strength to say, hey, I don't understand this, um, that is a game changer. And then collaborating, you know, you can accomplish so many things. People always comment to me, um, 
How do you do it all? You know, I have a comic book that's coming out, two books that I'm co-authoring with. I have a podcast. I write for a magazine article, uh, just a number of things on top of having eight kids doing e-learning right now. And it's all because of collaboration. It's not about me just saying, oh, this is my project or whatever. People gravitate to me because I just have a keen sense of what my gifts are and I don't mind using them for whatever platform because I recognize that the goal of whatever we're trying to accomplish is most important. And so I'm able to do that without always having to get credit. And so collaboration makes that possible. That is absolutely amazing. I love it. Michelle, thank you for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Now, where can everyone find you? I'm on every social platform. Uh, You can just look up America Supermom or Lachelle Atkins. They can find me, no problem. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Lachelle at LachelleAtkins.com. And Lachelle, again, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Have a blessed day. You too.